Well, Merry Christmas. What an incredible turnout. Oh, thank you. What an incredible turnout this morning. I, I know like so many of you in our family, we have uh, so enjoyed over these past several weeks a gathering with friends and, and family, but I can think of no greater place to be this morning than with our church family worshiping today on this Christmas Sunday morning. Amen. Today is certainly a special day. I want you to know my family loves you and we are loved by you. There's no greater gift that a pastor could have than to be loved by his church. And I know saying that too, that I speak wholeheartedly for the rest of our staff as well. We love you and we are loved by you. Merry Christmas. You know, as we saw in that video just a moment ago today on, on this Christmas Sunday, what we want to do is just focus for just a moment. I just, just in this brief amount of time before we leave here and things probably get crazy again, right? But let's just let's pause. Let's, let's breathe and let's just consider the greatest gift this world has ever known, the eternal gift of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And last night when we gathered uh, for all of our Christmas Eve time sh uh, sharing here, I asked a question about, hey, what are some different symbols uh, that, that represent Christmas to you? Or what are so some different items that you see? And, and people would share uh, different things. In, in all three services, there were all kinds of different answers. But there was one answer that was common in all three of our Christmas Eve services. In fact, the last one, I didn't think we were going to get it in. But some kid sitting right back there yelled it out at the last minute and saved my illustration this morning. Uh, but I didn't know that until this morning. But, um, but it was this. It was presents or gifts. Gifts always remind us of this season and, and so much become a part of our Christmas season. And the question is then, and sometimes as pastor I get asked this, why is it we give gifts at Christmas? I mean, you're, why, why do we do that? Why do we exchange gifts? We don't at Easter, right? We don't do that then. Why, well, what's different or special about Christmas? And we go back to the scripture and we're reminded of Matthew chapter 2, following where Krista left off in the Christmas story that when the Magi heard about this new king that, that had come, in other words, they had that revelation of a new king had be born and they, 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 they put together uh, an entourage and they, and they traveled a great distance, which is why by the time they reached Jesus, he was likely nearly two years old. And when they came, do you remember what they brought? They brought gifts, didn't they? frankincense, gold, and myrrh, right? They, they brought th those three gifts to Jesus. Now, we don't know how many magi there were. We, we, at all, our wise men, however we want to refer to them. We don't know. Likely, there were far more than three, but we always refer to three because it was three gifts that they brought. In fact, uh, as Jesus and his family were, uh, were, were shunned and had to, to live uh, in Egypt for a time, it was likely those gifts that the magi brought that sustained them during that time. So we're reminded that when these great magi, these wise men, when they, when they learned of King Jesus being born, they brought gifts to him. And so we replicate that at Christmas time. Certainly we think back to the proclamation of the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 9, 6 that said, For unto us a son is given. That Christ is God's gift to us. And we emulate that, which is why Paul extolled uh, the church in, in, in the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8. And he said he encouraged them to, to excel in a lot of things that believers, that Christians do, a lot of good activities and acts of kindness. He said, but make sure that you excel 
in the act of giving. Why? Because as believers, we have received the greatest gift the world has ever known. And for you to receive a gift should encourage you and excite you and give you that desire to share that gift as well. And, you know, nowadays, there, there's a little bit of debate in my house. Right? There's a lot of debates in my house. But, but one in particular that I'm thinking of right now, uh, and, and it's this debate. It's about gift giving. You know, my old school brain just works this way. I feel like you shouldn't tell people what you want. You shouldn't write it down, right? Uh, you shouldn't send a five-page letter. Yeah, I just, I'm just saying. Um, I think, you know, you should, because you know, that you should think about that person and how you want to bless them. And you, you should just decide what gift you want to give to them. You need to know I'm a great minority in my home. That's just, that's just not the way things work these days, right? It's just not. Today, I mean, we, we put the, the list together, right? Like you, you send somebody the QR code, right? So here, just click this. Here's my Amazon list in order of preference, right? Uh, all you do, man, you just, you just open their list. You push that, Amazon, bam, and it's at your house two hours later, right? And for an extra three fifty, they'll wrap it for you too, right? I mean, like that's just that's the way it works now, isn't it? Like it's it, it, it's just a different game, and and so I, you know, there's a little bit of debate there, but but I get it, and they graciously explain to me each and every year um, that it's good to have those lists, right? Because when you have that list, the the person you, you're able to get them what they want. Nobody wants to give someone a, a gift that they don't want, so so you're able to accomplish that. Not only that, they're able to get what it is that they want. So there's, there's no surprises, whether good or bad. And for me, that you know, kind of taints it a little bit, right? I think there's, there's an element of surprise that's always nice. But I also understand this. Not everybody is a good gift giver. Any amens out there? Hey, oh. <laughs> uh, you know whose voices I heard? The men, right? We just, we're not, you know? And, and, and I understand that men just... It's not the way God, we're just not good gift givers. In fact, I've heard story. I have talked with, spoken with men who have given just some horrific gifts to their wives at Christmas. One fella gave his wife a new set of pots and pans for Christmas. Wrapped in under the tree, all these big boxes, and so she really upped Annie for him as well. And she opened up pots and pans. Ladies, is that a good Christmas gift? No, it's not. It's not. Um, another fella, who I know very well, uh, gave his wife a vacuum. Not a, not a robot that does it for you. Not self-propelled. I mean, this thing, you know, you, you got to work it, right? Gave her a vacuum. Another gift. True story. Man bought his wife a depth finder for his boat. <laughs> She doesn't even fish. She don't fish, right? Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, that counseling did not go well. He's buying death finders for other ladies at Christmas now. That's, a, that's the truth, right? Um, it is. They, they, they went through it separate ways. And, um, but he's got a great depth finder. You ought to see that thing, man. It's good. <laughs> um, touch screen. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, but, you know, the, that has to be... No, you know, there was one, one worse. There was another man um, who gave his wife a mood ring for Christmas. 
And he admittedly said, hey, really, I got to tell you, this is more for me than it is for you. He really just wanted an early detection device. You know, he was just trying to figure out, give me some advanced warning, you know, when, when the mood changes or whatever. But, um, but, it, but it's true. We, we, we don't always, men, give the, the best of gifts. And, and so I was kind of thinking about that and how we celebrate today and, and our theme, God's greatest gift to us. I couldn't help but be reminded of what, what, what I've called Christmas toy crazes. Or maybe better, Christmas toy crazies. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Let me, let me walk you through a little list here. It all really, uh, I think, uh, really launched heavily in 1983 when the pack, Cabbage Patch doll came out. Do y'all remember that? Some of you remember the Cabbage Patch doll? That old, that. Um, right? Literally, when this doll came out, they made, I forgot how many hundreds of thousands for them, of them, you know, and they sent them out to the stores. And... People lost their ever-loving minds. There were riots in stores. Y'all remember that? Trucks would pull up to deliver them, and the people would like just ransack the trucks before. The, it was crazy. And then just a few years later, there was the Teddy Ruxpin craze. Y'all remember that one? How you put the cassette in, the thing, and talk to you? I think a little creepy. That little, remember that mouth? Like, I, you know, it's it Teddy or Chucky. I, you know, it was like right in the middle there somewhere. Um, the next, uh, next decade, 1996, this was the ultimate of crazy. Tickle Me Elmo. Y'all remember that? Elmo. Elmo. People went crazy for Elmo. The, 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 the MSRP, right? The uh, manufacturer's suggested retail price was $28.99. I was looking at different... Lady paid $7,000 for that doll. That's a lot of money, isn't it, buddy? For a doll. People would, would just pay enormous amount. They just, they had to have it, right? There was only so many, and you had to get in. There were auctions. I saw another one. There was an auction where this uh, drugstore, uh, the winning bid was like $15,000, right? People went crazy for Tickle Me Elmo. A couple years later, Furby. Y'all remember the Furby craze? $35 what these little weird things cost each. And people were paying $60. They, they, they do $60 for that, for, 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 for a, a Furby, right? I don't even know what that, what did he, no, $100. I, I looked at it wrong. They were paying $100 for those things. 2009, a few years later, they took it up a notch, the Zuzu Pets. You remember Zuzu Pets? Zuzu Pets. People were paying... MSRP, $8. On the shelf, 60 at places. For a rodent to run around your house. <laughs> we get that free here at the church. <laughs> um, yeah, Zuzu pet. Um, a few more. 2013. How many of y'all remember this? The Flying Fairy. Y'all remember this one? Oh, my goodness. Right? Everybody had those things hitting the ceiling fan and flying through the house, breaking lamps and stuff. They were just flying everywhere. Oh, but then came 2014. The Elsa sing-along doll from Frozen. <laughs> this little piece of plastic went for $1,000 each on eBay because everybody, and not only was it the Elsa Frozen doll, friends, it was the sing-along doll. <laughs> in every family, every household that this little thing got unwrapped in, all we could think was, Please let it go, right? Like, it just, if I, let it go, right? Get, let it go out of the house, right? Just couldn't take it anymore. 
Uh, and of course, more recently, uh, Nick's favorite gift, the hoverboard. In, in fact, they were so hot, they were catching on fire, right? Y'all remember that? Remember the, everybody had to have the hoverboards, right? Um, but don't store them in the house, right? Keep that thing in the closet, Nick. Uh, going crazy over just gifts that we had to have. And now before I, because I know where some of you are sitting right now. I know, I know what you're thinking. There's a group here. I'm not going to point you out, but you're out there. I can see you. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm a crazy kid. Back in my day, we just played with sticks. Right? We, we didn't have none of them good Christmas gifts and all that stuff. Y'all just don't know what it's like. Well, in 1915, every child had to have Raggedy Ann and Andy. Oh, that's right. 1929 was the yo-yo craze. I remember them things slinging all over the house and breaking stuff. 1930, every girl had to have a Shirley Temple doll. And in 1952, 1952, our world was introduced to the Mr. Potato Head. But now what you got to understand, it just came with the pieces. You got a potato out of the cupboard and stuck it... <laughs> That's the truth. It didn't come with the, the plastic part came later, right? It was just pieces to stick on a potato. Mr. Potato Head was the first child's toy commercial ever. It launched the thing. And then came 1958. Some of y'all remember. Whammo hula hoop, right? Everybody had to have a hula hoop. And then in 1960, the chatty Kathy doll. Y'all, anybody remember? Anybody have a, uh, oh, there you go, Chatty Kathy. All right, look at y'all. Look at y'all. Anybody else? I know y'all were just born at the time, but I'm just saying everybody had to have it, right? It, it has. And then what I believe is the epitome of all toy craze or crazy has to be the pet rock. <laughs> Complete with an owner's manual. <laughs> this joker put a rock in a box sold them for $4.1975 and became a multi-millionaire. You know, sometimes it just gets out of hand, doesn't it? We, we get a little, little crazy with, with what we have to have. But you know, when you think about it, God went a little crazy with his gift to us as well, didn't he? I'd say it's fair to say God, God went Christmas crazy <laughs> in what he gave to us. Because the greatest gift he could possibly give to us was not a, a present with a T, but it was his presence with us. The greatest gift he could give would be to, to be with us, God with us. And just like so many in our, in our opening video, the, the, the greatest gift received, do you remember when, when all of our people over the, in the hallways were talking about their, their greatest gift they ever received and some were toys? But a lot of them were what? Uh, a sibling. Uh, it, it, it was a parent coming to see it. It was a child that they found out they, they brought home their, 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 their baby on Christmas. We got one about ready to pop back there. There you go, right? Um, if y'all see them run for the doors, right? Um, get them up. But... Um, <laughs> No, I'm serious. We don't want to say tripping that. You know? um, but so many, it's, or, or even a spouse. Jason, you, uh, you got uh, engaged on Christmas Eve, right? Well, in 1993 is when Christmas Day, I actually asked Christy to marry me. Um, without a doubt, my greatest gift outside of salvation. Right? But so for so many of us, it, it, it's, that, it's that person. 
It's that presence, just, just having the opportunity to, to be with that one that you love is the greatest gift. John 3, 16, that we know so well, maybe, maybe too well. Jesus said this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever, everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You know, for Christmas, God went crazy. <laughs> he gave his very best. All he could. And, and you know, when you, when you think about a gift, a gift has no value until it's received. You see all those presents under there? They mean nothing. No matter what you pay for, no matter how, how you write, until they're given to someone and that person receives it, opens it up, and, and takes possession of it, and until then, it, it really has no value. And just like so many examples we looked at earlier, those toys that cost $30 MSRP and people were willing to pay $7,000 for them, right? It's just crazy. But what does that tell us? The value of something is determined not by what the person who made it says it's worth. The value of something depends simply on what someone's willing to pay for it. It, it doesn't matter what it's worth. It doesn't matter what you could buy it for three days after Christmas. It doesn't matter what you could have bought, bought it for two months before Christmas. The value of that toy was only what people were willing to pay for it. Friend, Jesus said, your value, you're worth his life. He gave everything for you. He gave all he had. He gave all he could for you. You see, to Jesus, you're priceless. I don't know when you look in the mirror what you see. I don't know when you get on uh, social media what, what you see people saying about you. I don't know how you... But I know what Jesus said. I know what God said about your value. He said you are worth everything. You're priceless. We often use the illustration, listen, God bought your Carfax. This is every little, every little dent, every little accident, every little mistake. He saw the entire... He saw the full Carfax on you. And still paid full price to have you. He gave his greatest gift because he thinks you're worth it. <laughs> Friends, what is he worth to you? What, what is Jesus worth to you? If you're here today, listen, have you received that gift, that greatest gift of salvation? Like I said, it doesn't matter what you pay for a gift. It doesn't matter how well you wrap it, how cute a little tag you put on, the, on it. Though that's important, Christy, right? Um, none of that matters until you receive it. His gift's there. He's given all he can. But you've got to choose to receive it. Is that how you do it? Simply by believing. You ever, you ever gone to a, a Christmas party? It kind of looks like this, you know. Or maybe it's at your house. Everybody brings it in, all the presents are there, and uh, you enjoy the, 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 the festivities, and it comes to that time, right? You, you make the kids eat their vegetables before they can open the gifts. I mean, we all do that, right? Like, there ain't no gifts until everybody eats their food, right? You, you go through that, and you, you've eaten the food, and, and you do the gifts, and everybody goes home, right? And you notice there's still a gift under the tree. 
Somebody didn't, didn't take their gift. Or maybe what's worse, you go to someone else's home, right? And you get all the gifts in the car and you drive that great distance and you get there and it hits you. You left one out. You ever done it? Man, my wife, she, five, six, nine, do we get them all? Do we, she counts them? She's a little OCD about it. But like, we got this list and everything. Make sure every gift is with us because there's nothing worse than getting there and realizing you forgot to bring someone's gift. And that time comes when they're, they're, they're passing around the gifts and it's time for them to open it and there's nothing there for them to take. As bad as that is, <laughs> as hard as that is, as much pain as, as that caused to the one who did it, how much more so for us to come today, to go through this season, to, to sing those great Christmas songs and carols and yet not receive the gift that Jesus bought for you with his own life. You know, you're here. <laughs> the gift is here. All you have to do, what he said is, all you have to do is believe. He said, everyone who believes receives the gift. Everyone. That's all you have to do. It, it's here for your taking. It's the greatest gift the world has ever known. God went Christmas crazy to give it to you. Will you receive it? Not a present under a tree, but a person swaddled in cloth and lying in a manger. Hmm. Friends, don't you ever forget at Christmas time, that manger didn't save you. The cross did. He was the baby in the manger, but he lived to be the Christ on the cross. That's the price. He paid for you. I know at Christmas time, parents, man, we, we work it. We use it for all it's worth, don't we? We, we use uh, gift giving for um, uh, uh, behavior modification for our children, don't we? Not trying to a little code word here for us so we don't, you know, don't want to cue them in too much. But we do. We say, hey, boy, if you don't act right, you know, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. We're not going to open them today. We're not going to open them this time. Right? We, 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 we work that, right? We make them earn it. But you know, the greatest gifts, I, I believe, are not what you sacrifice to get. Some of the greatest gifts are when there's a sacrifice to give it. You, you know, are you tracking with me? I had a uh, grandmother. She was poor. And, and I, you know, people talk about, she really, she had nothing. And when I say nothing, I mean she had nothing. And in her elderly years, when Christy and I were engaged, she was in a, a nursing home. Uh, that was all the family could afford. And I remember every time we would go to visit her, um, she had nothing, and we'd go, obviously, during Christmas and other things, but you couldn't leave without her giving you a gift. She, something was going home with you. It may be a box of Kleenexes. It may be a half-empty thing of perfume that she would give to Christy. It didn't, she would always, if she went and played bingo down, at the, down the hall you know, and won something, you were coming home with that carnival prize, right? She never gave me anything of any value. And yet I remember every gift. Everyone was so special, not because of what it was, not because of how many dollars it cost, because I knew what it cost her to give. She had nothing and would take from what she had for her living. Like if somebody gave her a 12-pack of Coke to enjoy, we'd walk home with it. <laughs> it was so special. Because of the sacrifice. Well, that's God's gift to us. Jesus sacrificed 
everything. God sacrificed His Son. How shameful. How wrong would it be for us to not receive what He sacrificed to give? Give me a favor. Let's close our eyes. Everyone in the auditorium, all ages, close our eyes, bow our heads right now. If you, if you would this morning say, Pastor, I, I'm not confident that I've received God's gift of salvation. With every head bowed, every eye closed, all ages, you say, I, I don't know that I've received it. I don't know that I'm saved. Would you just lift your hand? Nobody's looking. Just, just lift your hand right now. Okay? Amen. You know, friend, I want you to know this. As you're reaching up to God right now, He's reaching down to you. And will you, right now, in this very moment, take hold of that gift that He has? Receive the gift of salvation. And if so, all you have to do is tell Him right now, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know you gave your Son for me. And Jesus, I know that you died for me. And I want this Christmas to receive your gift of salvation. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift to us. For everyone else here with eyes closed, heads still bowed, have you taken the opportunity this Christmas to thank God for His indescribable gift, His priceless gift to you? Would you do so right now? Just in your words, thank God for His gift. Thank Jesus for His sacrifice. Father, we thank You that unto us was born a Savior. Not just a baby in a manger. Not just a king. Not just a preacher or teacher. A Savior. Our Savior. My Savior. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. And all together we say, Amen.